From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, we have a harpooned soul whale. Well, it kind of escaped. GPUs, their prices are down. And we have a short squeeze. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, June 21st, 2022. And it's another exciting Tuesday because we have more primary elections around the country. Only two, I think. D.C., and Virginia. Well, I'm still looking forward to both of those because, you know, you know me in politics. Anyway, no politics talk today. Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 8.23 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And I really like waking up early in the morning and getting this done early. I've already went for a run, hit the gym, had breakfast, had a shower, prep the show and now i'm recording the show all by 8 23 eastern daylight savings time we have bitcoin sitting at number one spot twenty one thousand fifty two dollars up two percent in 24 still down four in seven ethereum is at one thousand one hundred and fifty dollars up 0.7 percent tether's number three usdc is number four and binance is number five at 221 up 3.5 percent running off the top 10 we have busd cardano xrp solana and dogecoin which is up 6.8% in 24, or 16.4% in 7. The whole market is up 1.3%. It's at $920.7 million, a BTC dominance of 43.4, and an F dominance of 15%. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day is for sure going to piss me off in some way, I feel. It is SUSD, ticker SUSD. Ranked number 177 on coin market cap, its price is 99.7 cents. It's a stable coin with a market cap of $101.7 million. A fully diluted market cap of $141.9 million. 72% of this so-called stable coin is in circulation. Its all-time high, which it did have an all-time high, which is absolutely ridiculous, was set seven months ago at $2.36. As you can see, this is going to piss me off in some way. Its all-time low was, and of course, stablecoin has an all-time low of 38.7 cents. Maybe there's something different about this. Maybe I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because we don't know the top economics. It looks like a stablecoin. It doesn't act like a stablecoin, but maybe let's just give it the benefit of the doubt for now until I find out if it is a stablecoin. You can buy it on Uniswap, KuCoin, Gate.io, and Curve Finance. Well, that's pretty much it for the most part. We're going to get liquidity according to coin market cap. So what is SUSD? SUSD is a synthetic USD token enabled by the Synthetics Protocol. It tracks the price of US dollar through price feeds supplied by Chainlink's decentralized network of oracles. SUSD is integrated across the DeFi ecosystem as one of the most liquid decentralized stablecoins. I called bullshit right there, including at Curve. It can be traded without slippage. <laughs> I don't know how you do that because then we just saw the price go up and down. 
uh, for other assets native to the Synthetics protocol at synthetics.exchange and Quenta. Quenta. Quenta? Quenta? Anyway, that is the so-called stablecoin SUSD ticker SUSD rank number 177 on coin market cap. Moving into today's headlines. I wasn't planning on saying anything about this article today, but I was listening to NPR this morning up first when I was going on my run. I listen to a lot of different news channels when I go on my run and I would do my workout every morning. And this one really stood out to me as how you can mislead people and still sound like you're telling the truth. Um, And the title is cryptocurrency tech is vulnerable to tampering a DARPA analysis finds. And it goes through how everything is becoming centralized and the whole thing about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is decentralization and is saying, oh, well, it's centralized and therefore it can be manipulated. Here's a quote from the article. Let's say someone with great top down control of the Internet in their country starts to interfere with that network by slowing down or stopping legitimate blockchain traffic. An attacker could become the majority voice in the consensus of what's written to a blockchain at that moment. Meaning by controlling the internet traffic, and I'm talking for myself right now, not from the article, which means controlling that internet traffic, they can decide what blocks are passed through the internet. Basically, the packets of information that's going through the internet, the ISP or the country can control that information, and that information could be information in a block. And so they're talking about the centralization of not the blockchain itself or Bitcoin network. They're talking about the centralization of the internet service providers or the companies that control the internet. In the United States, they mentioned in the article that three companies control the majority of the data that's being sent on the internet. And so it's, here's where the misleading part is, is they're not talking about the blockchain or Bitcoin network itself. They're talking about our inherent problem with centralization with our internet providers. And instead of saying, hey, only a couple companies control the internet, that seems like a problem for information, they're saying that is going to control Bitcoin. (laughs) And it seems as though we are manipulating the idea of what centralized control is and how that can affect like a bigger, broader picture of data, free speech, uh, I don't know, communications, you, you name it. But then applying that to Bitcoin and saying, hey, this is why Bitcoin's bad. And I just feel that this is so disingenuous. And I think that we should be talking about the bigger issue, that if data is really controlled by only a few companies, and they're talking about it being more and more consolidated and centralized, that seems like the issue, not Bitcoin. But they might have a point here where certain data can be controlled by ISPs, and that data can either pass through their network or not, and that data could contain blocks going into the blockchain therefore they can manipulate what blocks are submitted and what blocks are not however remember it's the miners that put the blocks in the blockchain not the internet service providers interesting article link is in the show notes this should have been included in the price section but it i just totally passed it up and i totally forgot about it but Vitalik takes shots at stock to flow and we know that stock to flow is a model by plan b at 100 trillion usd on twitter and he says Vitalik tweeted Stock to flow is really not looking good now. I know it's not polite to gloat and all of that, but I think financial models that give people a false sense of certainty and that number will go up are harmful and deserve all the mockery they get. Stock to flow isn't looking good. It is very much, um, yeah, it seems to be BS unless there is, we call this a black swan because of the Fed and like everything that happened with COVID. Plan B, maybe shouldn't need a plan C by now. 
Now, here's a story that I think is super interesting. It actually happened a couple of days ago, but it's getting resolved today. A whale, you know, a whale, somebody with a lot of coin. You, you, okay, you guys get it. Never mind. So, a whale deposited 5.7 million Solana. <laughs> Yikes. Accounting for more than 95% of Sol Lens deposits to borrow about $108 million worth of USDC and USDT. According to Solend, if Sol drops below $22.30, the wallet ran at risk of getting liquidated of up to 20% of its borrowing, or about $21 million. It would be difficult for the market to absorb such an impact since liquidators generally market sell on DEXs. In the worst case, Solend could end up with bad debt, and that would be very, very bad, said the Solend team. So what they said is they're giving users a mere six hours to vote on a proposal that will take over the wallet. Now, let me tell you what this means. They gave users <laughs> six hours to vote to say, hey, we have a problem. We have a risk. They said that the platform also argued that it was unable to get the whale to reduce the risk or even contact with them. With the way things are trending with the whale's unresponsiveness, it is clear action must be taken to mitigate the risk. So again, they have given everybody six hours to vote on a DAO system. Are we going to seize this person, this whale's funds? Let me tell you how messed up that is. Well, BitLord thought it was messed up, and that's why he tweeted, I think it's great that we can vote to liquidate whales and take over their assets. This is what decentralization is truly about. How messed up is that? And I just want to point out that when the votes came in, it was disproportionate, meaning that somebody had a weighted vote, meaning that they held more Solana, which gave them more vote. So it could have just been made up, and the decision to, and the decision to take off of this wallet was only made by one person with a lot of Solana. Well, there was outcry, as one would expect, and, you know, they finally figured out, Solon finally figured out that there were pieces of shit for trying to do this, and they, they overturned the vote. They said this. So they conducted a new vote and said, hey, let's, let's not do this, and Solon tweeted, we've been listening to your criticisms about Solon 1 and the way in which it was conducted. Hmm. The price of Sol has been steadily increasing, buying us some time to gather more feedback and consider alternatives very very interesting and i'm gonna have a comment to wrap all this up at the end of this news cycle because more things are getting kind of shady gpu prices dropped 15 percent in may and we've seen similar 10 to 15 percent drops each month in the past several months gamers rejoice according to the report an rxt 3080 gpu which once sold for one thousand dollars now sells for 650 on ebay Compare this to October of 2020 when NVIDIA's GeForce RXT 3080 Ti graphics card were out of stock everywhere and were selling on eBay for $1,200. Our boy over there at Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk said, Hey, I'm going to reiterate my support for Dogecoin. And he did this at Qatar's Economic Forum in Doha. He said this in quote, I intend to personally support Dogecoin because I know a lot of people who are not that wealthy, who have encouraged me to buy and support Dogecoin. I am responding to those people. In his words, he said, and we've heard this before in the past, just when I walk around the factory at SpaceX or Tesla, people, they, ask me to support Dogecoin. So I'm doing so. So this next story is where the shadiness starts to just evolve a little more today. Sal, the native token for embattled crypto lender Celsius Finance, is up 50% of the day as members of the project's community attempt to orchestrate a short squeeze. You guys know a short squeeze, right? When 
instead of number go down, number goes up and it forces people to close their positions. And if number goes up, it can go up a lot and people can be in debt for lots and lots of money when they bet number go down. So members of the cell community, the Cellex network on Twitter tweeted, the big hashtag sell short squeeze explained, buy, sell on FTX, two, move tokens to MetaMask, three, connect to one inch and sell limit order at $100 for retweets. <sighs> CryptoPunk5364 was donated to the Ukraine crypto fund in March. Yesterday, the fund sold the NFT to an anonymous buyer for 90F, raising $100,000. In stark contrast to the EU, the UK said it will not require senders of crypto assets to collect information about recipients who use unhosted wallet addresses. Instead of requiring the collection of beneficiary and originator information for all unhosted wallet transfers, crypto asset businesses will only be expected to collect this information for transactions identified as posing an elevated risk of illicit finance. I won't call this one shady, but it's just a financial product that... I guess we knew was going to exist sooner or later. The ProShares Short Bitcoin Strategy ETF is slated to begin trading under BITI on the New York Stock Exchange on Tuesday. It provides an opportunity to profit off the price of the world's biggest digital asset as it declines. Basically, this financial product will allow you to short Bitcoin during a bear. Tron's newly launched USDD stablecoin has traded under a dollar for almost a week now after slipping below its dollar peg on June 13th. USDD hit an all-time low of 92.5 cents on June 19th before recovering to around 96 cents. So what is USDD? Well, it's a clone of Luna and UST, the algo stablecoin that collapsed and wiped out probably about $40 billion of people's money. And so Justin son of Tron said, you know what? Let's try the same exact thing on Tron. If first you don't succeed, try, try, and try it again to get people to lose their money. And finally, Sam Bankman-Free, CEO of FTX, went on NPR and said that he feels like he has a responsibility to consider stepping in and help bail out crypto companies that are, well, going to go tits up. He said that the core driver of this has been the Fed and raising the interest rates by 0.75%, or 75 basis points, the largest hike since... 1994. This isn't the first time that Sam Bankman-Fried stepped in. He helped Liquid Group with a $120 million loan to recuperate losses from a $90 million attack. And he made sure that we wanted to step in to make sure that everybody was made whole and that people didn't lose their money, which was a good thing, I guess. But I want to know what you think. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Do you think that because companies have money and they can do whatever they want with their money, of course, but what are we building here? Are we building something that I guess is able to weather the the storms or that's a better financial system than we currently have or that's something that's maybe more stable and more open and transparent and trustworthy or something that just needs bailout all the time because of irresponsibility and bad fundamentals, bad business plans, just bad operations? I'm not too sure. And maybe sometimes there's black swan events that come in where you know, you might need to pump in a little liquidity to make sure that everything stays standing because we didn't expect that to happen. But isn't that what good, strong businesses do is they weather storms and the last one's standing? Isn't that a free market? I don't know. You tell me. Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow, good luck hodling everyone.